2: Before we get to the show, we wanted to take a quick moment to honor one of our listeners. Tonight's episode is dedicated to Ron Denny of Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Ron, known as Will, to his family, tragically passed away on February 4th, 2019.
3: Ron
0: was a huge fan of all things trivia, especially presidents and sports, and frequented trivia nights several times a week. He was due to graduate from the University of Louisville this May and was a loyal listener of our show, becoming a Patreon supporter last year. Ron was also born with hypoplastic right heart syndrome and survived three open-heart surgeries. He was known to family and friends as a funny, clever, loyal, and kind man.
4: From all of us at Triviality, we'd like to send our deepest sympathies to Ron's family and give a special thank you to his girlfriend, Brittany, and mother, Joni, for allowing us to dedicate this episode to Ron and thank him for his support. To echo Ron's wishes for a memorial contribution, uh, we are going to make a donation ourselves to the Adult Congenital Heart Association, ACHA.org. And there'll be a link in the show notes for anybody interested in donating or learning more. Thank you so much for letting us take the time to honor Ron and please enjoy the show. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality.
5: The cream of the crop.
3: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. That's right, I said the catchphrase oh, and I said I it right. It. Are you guys happy? I'm so happy right now. One take. <laughs> you know what I'm happy about? Neil has broken his perfect attendance record mm-hmm. and is not present today. Actually, he is present in the studio, but yeah. uh, he's not going to be featured on today's episode due to some unforeseen circumstances. Very mysterious. Mm-hmm. But that's okay because we have Jeff and Matt in the studio. How are you guys doing? Wow,
4: that's a lot of pressure to live up to. I know.
3: A neil episode. we got
4: to carry a neil
2: we got to do episode. some impressions. You guys we got to tell the, an embarrassing story. The newest Steven Spielberg thing? Yeah. <laughs> tell me about it, right? <laughs> oh, it's crazy, right? You know, Dutch boy,
3: etc. But the real reason to be excited today is we have a special guest host coming to us on Skype, Byron Grubman. How are you doing today?
0: Pretty good. How are you?
3: Good. And you're coming to us from Austin, Texas, and you're a United States champion on Patreon, so we appreciate your support. It's my pleasure, guys yeah, so we hear you uh, you found out about us at Geekball via our advertisements that we were pushing <laughs> indeed, and all of our subliminal advertisements that you didn't know about <laughs> I mean good work there too. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about yourself Byron?
0: yeah, so I live i oh well originally from Southern California uh, moved to Austin after college um, I work in insurance marketing and sales and have been into trivia for about three years now just doing kind of the geeks who drink pub trivia those are um, great mm-hmm.
2: yeah. a lot of fun
0: and since i'm an avid gambler and geeks and geek bowl was in vegas yeah i decided it was a, a happy coincidence and went and had a blast mm,
2: less happy for us and our bank accounts yeah if i recall
3: <laughs> but i but i hope you can uh join uh geek bowl again next year and see us in chicago
0: yeah no that sounded awesome,
2: awesome. yeah they they put uh gaming tables into all the bars so you can <laughs> you can still play some poker if you want. Yeah, <laughs> this that's is untrue. No, no
4: he, I mean he's not joking. Illinois has the most locations with uh places to gamble Video of gambling. any of any yeah. state in the country. True. It's good to
3: know. Yeah. I hope that's not one of his questions cuz he's he's written a great uh, a great <laughs> game for us today. Um I think I'm going to be by myself today playing against mm-hmm. you two guys. Uh so I'm going to be uh since the cheese stands alone I'm going to be the cheese. mm
2: mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, we should have thought about this.
3: Yeah. What's happening in your lives, guys? That you need to talk about.
2: <laughs> we just need to get out. Uh, you know, not not much. I was at a, a restaurant last night. This guy was being a real jerk to the waitress, so uh, I yelled at him a little I saw bit. Saw your Facebook post. Yeah, you know, he kind of had it
3: coming. Uh, <laughs> so, so how about the mo the mozzarella stick Avenger? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> You'll never have to remember, say that again. So don't worry about that. The mats the mozzarella stick Avenger. Okay. Perfect. Got it written down. And let's toss it over to the rules guy. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two
4: rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named
6: the cream of the crop. You know that I'm the cream of the crop.
3: Oh, thanks, rules guy. Yeah, we got two uh, cheese-themed uh, team names, I mm-hmm. realized, today. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, but uh, let's uh, take it away, Byron. Whenever you're ready, we're excited for your game.
0: All right. Um, so the, I, I don't have the traditional categories that you know you guys you know, get announced before each question, but the game follows a bit of a theme. You'll kind of catch on as Ooh, we go. Cool. Mystery theme until we find out. Okay, so question number one. In the film, featuring David Spade before he was a household name, John Favreau before his Marvel days, and Jeremy Piven before he was Ari e. Gold, what is the full name of the college that their characters all attended?
2: I am it. I think it's Swingers, right?
4: Okay.
3: That's a John Favreau joint.
4: I don't know the college.
3: I don't know. Neil's in the corner over here shaking his head because he mm. knows all the answers already.
4: Yeah. it's a
3: It's a movie thing
2: name a college uh brown <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> we said brown <laughs> okay well i was singing the swingers too uh swingers is kind of a party movie i think and arizona state university mm. is a party school so that's what i went with
0: so the movie is called pcu mm. the university they all attended was port chester university
3: okay i haven't heard of that one but uh i've heard I'll of check it, it out but
0: it's definitely uh, worth a worth a watch Cool.
3: Question two. Speaking of ports,
0: the DFW Airport is noted for the unique layout of its terminals. What fitting shape are the terminals laid out in? And that's Dallas-Fort Worth.
4: Too bad every time I go to Texas, I drive. I'm going to lock in here. Um, I think it's a star. I think that makes sense. It is the lone star state.
3: Yeah. Yep. I said a
0: star. They're actually laid out in horseshoes or semicircles. Oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) I, you know, I thought that, and then I said, no, it's got to be a star. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass when you fly into one side of the horseshoe and have to go to the other side to catch your flight. Oh, yeah, I don't like that at
3: all. Yeah, so they were, they were thinking all about the design and not the function there, huh? Mm-hmm. Pretty much.
0: Hopefully, we can get some points on the board with this one. All yeah. right. It's a softball, softball coming at us. <laughs> so question number three, speaking of horseshoes, what is the playing surface of the game of horseshoes called? Uh,
4: oh, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah.
3: I think I think I'm gonna lock in too with uh, something that's also referred to in soccer a pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we locked onto that pretty quick. I think it's a pitch.
0: A pitch is correct. All, All right. right. Yeah. Right. Points
3: on the board. All right. Tied game. Ten to ten.
0: All right. Question number four. Speaking of pitches, which film, which classic film, was pitched as Die Hard on a bus? Oh. No.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Locked in. So if Neil were here, <laughs> channel your inner Neil. So Neil hasn't heard the question. Uh, he he's he's got no uh, no headphones on. But if I were to uh, talk about Sandra Bullock and uh, uh-huh. Keanu Reeves on a bus, maybe with uh, Dennis Hopper causing uh, bus causing matrix. some shenanigans, bus matrix. <laughs> I, I did lock in with uh, bus dot matrix. Yeah. No uh,
2: speed. Uh huh. It's about this bus whose speed couldn't go below a certain speed. It's like Speed 2, <laughs> except on a bus. <laughs> I always said Speed. Correct. Yeah. Great movie. And it's so rewatchable on cable every time it's on. I love it.
3: Oh, yeah. It sounds
2: sarcastic, but it's not. Is it Jeff
3: movie. Daniels in Speed? Re- rewatchable yeah. yes. on
4: cable it doesn't sound like an endorsement. <laughs> if, it's, if it's on, I'm not
3: turning it does, off. Does Jeff saying. Daniels get blown up in Speed in a house? Yes, Yeah, he does. It's like a trap set by Dennis Hopper. And his famous codpiece piece from Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> All of this is true.
0: <laughs> Question number five: Speaking of Keanu Reeves. in 2014's biggest Oscar snub, John Wick, the title assassin was able to team up with which actor, after missing his opportunity to face off with him, face off against him 17 years
3: prior. We're looking for the actor. Just John Wick, one we're talking about.: Correct.
4: We always get to discuss because Ken has to lock in on his own, right? Yeah.
3: Well, he could discuss with himself. He could. I kind of don't remember. I kind of remember him on on his own in the first one. I'm trying to remember it. I remember John Wick Two a lot better than I remember John Wick One. I realize at this point really yeah john wick is a franchise that i i've seen both of them one time i love i love both of them you haven't seen either oh we're screwed (laughs) okay i'm locked in
2: keanu reese movies in 1997 you're looking at i think that's the replacements (laughs) maybe that's after no it's probably after who was in the replacements uh that guy from the seven up commercials that's not (laughs) very helpful i know make seven up yours remember
4: <laughs> He's hilarious. Vaguely, but I don't know Well, we're going with that guy That guy from 7-Up The, seven up the guy who made 7-Up yours, yeah
3: And I'm trying to remember in John Wick If uh, he teamed up with somebody in the first one I just cannot remember anybody From the Matrix or anywhere else That he teamed up with Could be wrong uh, I, re- I know Lawrence Fishburne was in the second one But mm. uh, since we're talking about the first one I just put the dog
0: <laughs> So I think what you guys missed in the in the question was he missed his opportunity to face off against this guy. So what if I told you he bailed on a sequel mm. that he didn't want to be in that Willem Dafoe was in? So he bailed on, on Speed 2, missing his opportunity to face off against him. Gotcha. And ended up getting some help from Willem Dafoe in the first John Wick.
3: Willem Dafoe was in the first John Wick? He was. I don't remember that at all.
0: He was a fellow assassin um, with a contract to kill John Wick that ended up helping John Wick escape from near certain death.
3: Well, this sounds like an excellent excuse to rewatch John Wick. I
0: mean, yeah,
3: it's always a good excuse to watch we John the,
4: Wick. Apparently the Make 7 Up Yours guy, that's Orlando Jones.
2: Okay.
0: Indeed.
4: Thanks, not
0: Neil. <laughs> Man, now I feel bad about this next one. <laughs> we'll see.
3: It's about 7 Up. <laughs> All right, number,
0: number six. Speaking of exceptional merchants of death, this folktale's title character, based on the exploits of Gilles de Ray, has become the all-encompassing category for a serial killer with wit-specific M.O. Now, Gilles de Ray's folktale was called Bluebeard, if that helps.
4: Am I not allowed to talk about serial killers because I'll bring the show down, Ken? Uh, I'm locked in, so you can talk about okay. serial killers all you want. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll
0: take responsibility for bringing the show down. Don't worry. Um. <laughs>
4: So Matt wrote down something which is interesting, which is like take a token or a totem, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I sort of like that. Because that's um, that's like the Dexter. Um, well, the Dexter MO was they had to be bad people. The Ed Gein MO was they had to look like his mother. He would kill them and then he would take a blood sample and that
2: was his, his MO. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess
4: he would have a slide. That's more yeah. of his
2: MO. What they're talking about is like the way that he kills somebody or something. So, like, it's like someone always, you know, cuts off a finger or whatever. Like, that would be... Something like that. So I think I think what I wrote makes sense. So sure. So we want to say it officially because I said it wrong.
4: <laughs> yeah, I guess like a totem or a token of something of the yeah F. yeah yeah.
2: That's what okay. we're locking in
3: with. And I said that the victims were patients, and the killer was a doctor. Ken was definitely closer.
0: Um, a bluebeard serial killer is. If I said black widower, this is somebody who kills multiple wives or marries for the purpose of murdering his wives. Oh, uh, widower.
3: Okay.
2: Gotcha. We are not close.
0: <laughs> oh, well. I think they get easier from here. And if not, whatever. Question seven. Speaking of happy marriages, what was the name of Britney Spears' non-dancing, non-bald first husband? Mm. We're good, right? Yeah. Let me see it.
2: I mean, I, I know what it is, but... Okay. Non-bald. I know. That's the joke.
3: Yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> It's hard. Yeah. I I might be falling into the trap or I might be working my way out of the trap. But uh, she married somebody named Jason Alexander. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So that's what I went with. I think that it was the summer of George and she married. Jason Alexander. <laughs>
3: Bernie Spears isn't a short, stocky bald
2: <laughs>
3: That is correct.
2: So Followed K- up with K-Fed, K-Fed. was number two? K-Fed yeah. was two,
3: yeah. Gotcha.
2: Popo
4: uh, uh, Did she get married in Vegas? Because I think we drove right by we that, drove, uh, the chapel that they got married in.
2: Yeah. Uh, Vivek uh, posted, uh, pointed out to us when we drove by. He did. So
3: thank you for that. He also pointed out a strip club that was, quote, grim. <laughs> which... Which I love that as a description of a strip club. God, that sounds terrible.
0: (laughs) On a Tuesday afternoon, not where you want to (laughs) be. Question number eight. Speaking of Seinfeld, what extravagant purchase did Jerry Seinfeld make in 2000 for the purpose of accommodating his world-famous car collection?
4: I don't think so. Was that Jay Leno? uh, Jay Leno has one, yeah. Yeah. it's not a it's not quite that either it's just like a studio lot but hmm i have an idea but i'm not quite sure how to
3: phrase it okay i'm locked in
4: okay so he bought he bought like a like a brownstone or like a pretty expensive building in downtown manhattan mm-hmm. and he converted it to a garage like it was a it was not a garage okay. but like it was so i don't know if it was like a residential home or what it was but it was like a five-story building and he converted it to a garage so he could store like so 40. he bought a home for his garage I don't know if it was a home or what it was before. It's a house but, for cars. It is, yeah. A car house. But he converted like, like a pretty expensive piece of real estate into a garage basically. <laughs> so, um, so I guess we'll just say uh Manhattan. He bought an expensive piece of Manhattan
3: real estate. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I said he uh, treated them like airplanes and put them in an airplane hangar.
0: One team is getting points. He purchased an apartment building in Manhattan.
3: <laughs> a whole oh, apartment what? building? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, jeez. That has Floors and everything for each car, and or you know for each set of cars. And he all
2: can't that. even drive in New York. What is he doing?
0: Storing his cars.
4: I
3: need that many I cars. Mean, he,
4: owns, he owns like forty Porsches. So, oh.
3: who needs that? At the, yeah. Yeah. whatever.
2: What's the deal with all those cars? <laughs> There's
4: one for
3: every day of the week.
4: Thank you.
3: How what many it, days are in the week, Jeff? What do you think of those cars, Dutch Boy?
4: There's forty in the rich people week.
3: <laughs> Hold on, let me let me dig deep and see if I can bring bring Dutch Boy out. Oh. <laughs> 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 I think that's very nice
2: <laughs> wow i don't I that.
3: don't know what's wrong with me today, but I can't quite do it.
0: <laughs> all right, I hate all of that. Continue <laughs> Question number nine: Speaking of Manhattan, what was the Dutch name for the street that became Broadway?: I could have that speaking a Dutch boy? It was
2: just
3: a happy coincidence, to be honest.
2: <laughs> There's another segue right there.
3: I felt it coming. <laughs> I Dutch, am locked in.
2: The Dutch name for. Broadway.
4: Does anything sound familiar? No. I don't know if there was.
2: Holland Way. <laughs> Broad Holland. Does that help? <laughs> <laughs> Am I getting closer? <laughs> no. Say something. Know, we'll I'm trying it. to
4: remember. There's something with Wall Street, but I, Wall Street well, and Broadway no. are two different streets. Wall
2: Street was was actually a. Maybe because street. there was a wall there. Yeah. yeah. And that was its
4: like base or something.
2: Yeah. I know that. That doesn't help this at all. We'll just say, um, old Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. I'm, uh, I actually know Dutch quite a bit. Uh, Dutch boy kind of, you know, funneled his knowledge into me. Uh, I know that, uh, Amster is, uh, the Dutch word for "avor" pertaining to great width. And, uh, Dom is the Dutch word for street. Uh, none of that is true. I mean, it could be, but I went with Amsterdam. <sighs>
0: As fans of the uh, world-renowned National Treasure franchise, I'm surprised you didn't get this. The name of the street is Here, Mm. H-E-E-R-E.
4: The National Treasure fan decided to sit this one (laughs) out.
2: Oh, he shakes his head. He would have gotten it if he was Here. What a shame.
0: (laughs) Neil is uh, (laughs) committing ceremonial suicide. (laughs) Gruesome to watch, to be honest. That's why we're an audio podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Question number 10. Speaking of Nicolas Cage. Come on. Speaking of where stuff is, Ah. in which state would you find the minor league baseball teams, the Round Rock Express, and the Frisco Rough Riders? There, Matt. There's your sports question. I'm (laughs) locked in.
3: Locked in here. Locked in.
2: So Frisco, Texas? I know it's not San Francisco.
4: That's where I left my heart.
2: Right. And not the Rough Riders. Because they weren't there. Correct. Uh, Is there from Saskatchewan. Round Rock kind of sounds like... Texas. You think it sounds like Texas? I think they both sound like Texas. Okay. I was thinking Arkansas, but I, I think I just got just hung Little up Rock? on Little Rock. <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> Texas sound like this? I don't think so. Well played. Okay. We're going we're gonna to lock in and say that you went with a homer pick and said Texas.
3: And I said Colorado, because it sounds like a place where you would find lots of round rocks.
0: <laughs> one team getting points. Our local AAA team here is the Shh. Round Rock Express. All right. Shucks. And Frisco is up near Dallas.
4: Makes sense. Yeah, I was pretty sure about Frisco being in Texas, so this episode is called Jeff Got to Sports. <laughs>
3: <laughs> After round one, looks like the cheese standing alone has a mere 30 points Well, uh, the Mozzarella Stick Avengers Mm. are uh, climbing high with 50 points.
4: Although the the good news for you is we're not twice as good as you. So that that is something. That is good. Yeah, technically we should be. So
0: bad on us, I guess. Are you ready for the swing round? Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. All right. I'm going to list off 10 sports organizations, professional and college. And you'll have to give me the creature slash object that their mascot is. Mm Mm-hmm. For example, as I heard on an earlier episode, the Oakland Athletics has an elephant as their mascot. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: So number one, the Seattle Mariners. Number two, the San Francisco Giants. Number three, the Washington Nationals. Number four, the San Antonio Spurs. Number five, the the Sacramento Kings. Number six, the Boston Red Sox. Number seven, the Texas A&M Aggies. Number eight, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Number nine, the San Diego Padres original mascot. And number 10, the Phoenix Suns.
6: So turn to the nerds to answer your real world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
3: While we uh, deliberate over these uh, answers, can you run us down on our Patreon situation right now?
4: And yes, if you are considering supporting us on Patreon, you can do so patreon.com trivialitypodcast, much like Byron does here. We can uh, offer you some great perks, including bonus episodes and some uh, small little tokens of our gratitude, which uh, uh, come at all levels. So if you're uh, interested at all, uh, every little bit helps. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are ever grateful to our patrons who continue to keep this show running and growing.
2: If you want to see some of those, uh, some of our... Patreon supporters are posting those on the crop and you'll see some of those and you can interact with us and lots of trivia questions and fun times abound.
3: And also, most importantly, our blood sport pool is coming straight from the Patreon group. So And all the answers are locked in here, so uh, if we can get those uh
4: <laughs> damn it Neil.
3: G will wait
4: Neil. We're on we're on our time. Just because
3: he's not on the show doesn't mean he can be making up a whole bunch of racket in the background. <laughs> and he and he grinds he's the coffee little, again. And he's laughing now. How dare he? This is this is
4: so indignant.
3: Gross abuse. You're over grinding. Use a flat bottom. Uh if you could read those team names again and we can provide our answers.
0: All right. Number 1, the Seattle Mariners.
3: I said uh you know, I was thinking of the Gortons fishermen but uh just a fisherman'll
2: do. A generic fisherman. Uh, this one, it's a little weird. Uh, I think they're just going for alliteration, but I'm pretty sure it's some kind of bullwinkle ass looking moose.
0: <laughs> yep. It's the Mariner moose. There you go. Number two, my beloved San Francisco giants.
3: Uh, I went with, uh, a subsect of, uh, the giant population, which is uh, Cyclops.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I couldn't think of anything. So I was just thinking of noted hefty third baseman, Pablo Sandoval, the Kung Fu Panda and said, Panda.
0: Uh, no points on that one. The San Francisco Giants mascot is Lou Seal. Mm. He's a seal. It's
2: a Lou Seal. Uh, in
0: honor of the San the old San Francisco Seals. Number three, the Washington Nationals.
3: I'm just picturing uh, Uncle Sam, with his sleeves rolled up and his just like biceps and and forearms glistening in the sun. So I went with Uncle Sam.
2: Yeah, we were thinking uh, they have those. They run the presidential races. Oh, I just got that. Uh, they run presidential races in between innings, um, and I think their their main one is a is a Teddy Roosevelt. So we're going to say Teddy Roosevelt.
0: You guys were close with the patriotic theme, but it's Screech the Bald Eagle.
3: Oh, that makes sense. Not Screech from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> not uh, not Dustin. Whatever's diamond. Yeah,
0: he may fill in every now and then, but I can't deny <laughs> okay. or confirm that. He's very available in case they need him. Number four, the San Antonio Spurs.
3: The only thing that I can associate with a Spur is a horsey. Mm-hmm. So I said a horsey.
2: Yeah, we almost missed this one. Uh, and then Jeff would jog my memory. That
0: I believe this is a horse. The San Antonio Spurs mascot is just called the Coyote. Oh.
4: <laughs> what the
2: hell? Do they, do they have some kind of horse mascot now?
4: Maybe? I don't know. Maybe they have an alternative one. No, they just have like a horse every time. They
2: just oh, run right through the, through the court. David Robinson rides out on a horse every game. They play
0: through the hoof marks and everything. (laughs) Um, Number, what is that, five? The Sacramento Kings.
3: Well, I think the LA Kings uh, of the National Hockey League have a lion, so I also went with a lion.
0: Oh, that
2: makes sense. I think that might actually be right. Uh, I had no idea, so I just said that they trot out Vlade Divac
0: every game. (laughs) So they use Slamson the Lion. Mm. All
3: right, points.
4: That makes sense. He is the king of the jungles. So. Mm-hmm. Look at
2: this
0: Spurs mascot. He's horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Super low-rent Wile E. Coyote. With his like, crazy bugged-out eyes. It
3: looks like a, like an animatronic that you would <laughs> yeah. see at uh, you know, Chuck E. Cheese. He got
0: promoted from Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, the Boston Red Sox.
3: Yeah, so we've all been in a situation where we do our laundry and uh, a sock gets lost in the dryer somewhere and it disappears <laughs> to oblivion. So I said the Red Sox missing sock,
4: and uh, we, we were thinking real hard about this one. And I was like, "What's the deal with Fenway? Isn't don't they like worship the wall or whatever?" And Matt's like, "Yeah, I guess we did say objects, right?" So uh, we went with the uh, it's the Green Monster, right?
0: And to really hammer home the uh, you know Green Monster theme, it's called Wally the Green Monster. Hmm. Do we get points for that? Yep.
3: Correct. All right. We do
0: Texas A and M Aggies number seven.
3: Yeah, I, I knew this one one hundred percent. Uh it's <laughs> it's an Aggie. It's the uh Texas A and M cockroach. Oh. <laughs> Slanderous. Um <laughs> why? I don't know. We'll
0: allow it.
2: That's fine. Uh yeah, I had no I had no idea. I know Texas uh Texas Longhorns is some kind of steer. He's very mean. Uh <laughs> and may, I
3: don't know. And he just said maybe it was a dog. So he said dog. So after I locked in, I was like, what's an Aggie? It's because it's an agricultural university. Hmm. So uh, I looked it up. It's a cowboy on their logo. I don't know what their mascot is, though. So their mascot, and
0: I can't believe you stumbled backwards into this, is Reveille the Collie. It's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great.
4: <laughs> I like failing
3: upwards. Yeah, that was wonderful. So cockroach is wrong? <laughs>
0: correct yeah is incorrect number eight the alabama crimson tide
3: the only one i knew for certain uh it's an elephant yeah
4: it's uh pretty
3: hard to miss it's an elephant
0: correct that is big al the elephant number nine the san diego padres original mascot
3: so we all know uh padres means father in spanish and uh it's uh jeff's dad (laughs) he's actually the mascot
4: I was really worried that you were gonna go anchorman for the San Diego reference. Um.
2: <laughs> yeah, now that I think about it, it might be like a like a priest kind of guy. Uh, they do have something with that, uh, but that clergyman. Yeah, yeah, but that is not what we locked in. We locked in with the San Diego Chicken.
0: One team getting points. The original San Diego Padres mascot was the San Diego Chicken. So it's not currently they have the the swing fryer.
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> of course, <laughs> as you do. Fryer. <laughs> So it's not Ted, Jeff's dad, <laughs> no, is what no. you're saying?
0: And this year, they actually started doing the Anchorman race with the four, um, the four main characters from Anchorman doing the same like presidents and sausage race. Oh, I don't believe Will Ferrell can run that far. I think Brick wins every time. And I got to say, if, if Ron doesn't win every time, they're doing something wrong. And number 10, the Phoenix Suns.
3: Flappy the Phoenix. Oh.
2: Uh, I'm pretty sure that I remember this mostly because it the the last scene when you load up NBA Jam is this person dunking off a trampoline. And I'm pretty sure it's a gorilla.
0: A gorilla is correct. Son's gorilla.
2: He was an unlockable character in NBA Jam too.
3: After that swing round, it looks like I've fallen a little further. Uh, the cheese is at 40 points, and the mozzarella Avengers, 80 points. They're just crushing it today. Mm-hmm. We are
5: finally
4: twice as good as Ken, which. I would hope so, mathematically. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: there's two of you and one of me, yeah.
4: so
0: we're all equal here. Are we ready for round two? Indeed. Let's do it. Number one. Speaking of sports, if you were to place a bet on a team who had odds of a of plus two thousand to win a sporting contest, how much would you have to wager to win two thousand dollars?
3: We're locked in. Yeah. So Matt taught me all this uh, when we were in Vegas. Just give me a second so I don't and mess it up.
4: How did your bet on the Blackhawks go?
3: Not great. Okay, I'm locked in. What did you say? Uh, I believe it would be 20 times your bet, so I put 100. Yeah,
2: these are pretty much always based on
3: $100 bets, uh, so we said 100.
0: Points for both teams.
3: Yeah. Those are correct. Thanks for teaching me the answer to that question, <laughs> That was useful for something. Thank thank you for teaching me how to sports bet and then, uh, you know, ultimately costing me $100 or so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Question number two. Speaking of currency, within three, how many countries' currency does Queen Elizabeth II appear on?
3: I'm just guessing here. I'm just going to say 11.
2: I wrote down a number, and Jeff looked at it and eventually nodded. Uh,
0: So we are locked in with 8
3: Way low. Way low the
2: English Empire
0: spans wild wide. wide. Thirty five. Oh
2: jeez. when
3: you're queen you can do
2: what you want.
4: <laughs> I, she basically makes no decisions. That's fair.
3: Wow, thirty. They just like her over there. They do care about those Canada gooses though. Mm. Oh.
4: They'll defend them with their lives. The toonies, the loonies. No, the actual gooses. Oh
2: yeah. They can keep them because they're very mean when they come down here And I don't want them anymore We say Canada
3: gooses because we're gooses. quoting uh, Letter Kenny by the way We know yeah. it's geese
0: Question number three Speaking of one's 30s Which singer married her former manager Whom she met when she was 12 and he was 38 mm.
3: Bad luck for you person This is right <laughs> We're locked in Boy, I don't know the answer to this one, uh, but it makes me think of that one episode of The Simpsons where Homer becomes the country singer's manager and she <laughs> falls for him. Laura uh, Lane. Yeah, it just kind of reminded me of Dolly Parton, so I said Dolly Parton.
2: The man in question is in the news a lot lately, uh, Mr. Robert Kelly. Uh, the female or woman in question would be Alea. Aaliyah.
5: Aaliyah.
0: Incorrect. Incorrect. Yeah, it's uh, Celine Dion. Oh. Yeah, he recently <laughs> passed away. But they met when she was 12 and he was 38. Wow.
2: Oh, yeah. R. Kelly wasn't that. He was was dating her pretty young, though, if I recall
0: correctly. But I am wrong. Question number four. Speaking of hearts going on, who performed the world's first open heart surgery?
3: Oh, I have no idea. I can't remember who did it either. Dr. Strange. And uh, I'm just thinking of a cool show uh, called The Nick, where they're Mm. trying to figure out the surgeries uh just kind of playing jazz inside people's uh cavities and uh, mm. i just said dr thackeray
0: the correct answer is dr daniel hale williams thackeray <laughs> <laughs> and he did it on himself which is wildly no impressive way.
3: that i that i had heard but ah, i couldn't remember that. the nick also has a self-surgery uh feature in it you really and, like uh, the show it's great he does there's yeah. two seasons and it's it's really good it is a
0: really good show i heard good things it's
3: gross hmm
0: Question number five. Speaking of famous Daniels, what number is on the bottle of original black label Jack Daniels whiskey?
2: I'm between two numbers. And you're going to defer to me, right? Yeah. I think it's this one. We can lock in.
3: Okay. Uh, for the uh, 57 uh, var- <laughs> varieties of, of uh, Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels uh, put 57.
2: Yeah, I, I can very clearly see the five, and I can't remember if it's just five or if it's 15 or something like that, but we locked in with five. You were close. You're old number seven. Number seven. I guess I cannot clearly see
3: the number
4: I five. can now. Tennessee whiskey. Uh,
3: yeah. That makes sense. Is that the the number of years it is? I, I don't know if
0: it's formula number seven.
3: I doubt it's how many years it is because
0: oh. it's a little harsh for seven years. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. probably two or three years. Question number six, speaking of sevens, there are seven states that don't collect a state income tax. Name three of the seven.
4: Also known as places I would like to figure out some relative of mine has died mm-hmm. and left me a bunch of money. I think these two are 100%. I'm pretty on board with that. Uh, and then... Because um, they don't collect... Um, I don't think either of those states collect income tax either. Well, that and that's... <laughs>
2: I'm basing this all on sports knowledge, to be honest, because people say they sign with these certain teams because they actually make more money.
3: Oddly enough, that's how I'm going about it, too. Yeah,
2: and because they're like, oh, it's actually worth more to sign with this team because they don't have to collect income
3: tax on it. So I said um, Alaska, Hawaii, just as guesses. I know they actually kind of pay people to live in Alaska, kind of like universal income. Uh, Hawaii, just a guess, and uh, Florida because uh, I'd really like the Blackhawks to get Artemi Panarin back, but mm-hmm. uh, he might go to Florida due to this uh, lack of income tax rule and Joel Quinville being the coach there now. So, yeah. But Florida is my third one.
2: No bread man next year. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Florida is one of them. I think Texas is another one, and then we were kind of fighting on the last one and uh, just kind of stuck to the southeast and said
0: Georgia. Both, the, both teams got two correct out of those seven. Uh, the total list is Alaska, Florida, Texas, South Dakota, Washington, Wyoming, and Nevada. Uh,
2: we didn't even say that any of the others. <laughs> no.
0: So number seven, this will be the biggest reach in terms of connection of all the questions. Speaking of Las Vegas, what was the name of the casino which sam rothstein oversaw in casino
2: oh i've never seen casino either
4: uh, nor have i
2: perfect it, do you think it's a made-up one because if
0: it is we're in trouble <laughs> uh it could have been a real one yeah i will say it was a fictional casino nah, then we are based on a real one but it's a fictional casino we, we are one.
4: bound the Monte. I
3: just Burns started. Casino. I just started writing the name of a fictional casino that was actually a casino.
2: <laughs>
4: the Venusian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
3: it's from Venus.
2: Julius's Palace. <laughs> I don't know. I like New Jersey, New Jersey. Yeah, fine. It's not New York, New York. New Jersey, New
3: Jersey. And I just uh, I can't remember the movie well enough to guess a casino name, so I said the Sand Dollar.
0: No points there. The casino was called the Tangiers, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be a reflection of the, the way the Stardust came about. Oh. So, number eight. Speaking of ripping off places in Africa, which was the first country that's still in existence to have a colony in Africa?
4: Um, I'm locked I, mean, in. I can tell you for sure which one it's not. India? It's not Germany? Okay. Because there were German colonies, but they, they're they not Germany. Oh. so You know. Much later. Recently. Yeah. I'm trying to think of just like who is, who is uh, traveling. The Dutch had colonies in Africa. The British had colonies in Africa. The French. And Well, that's what I was I thinking. I don't believe the Portuguese did. Uh, the Spanish might have. Mm-hmm. I'm leaning French, and I don't know why. I'm leaning Dutch, but that might be because of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that, the whole that hasn't theme. that
2: hasn't steered us wrong too many times. It
4: hasn't come up too many times either. So,
2: also true. So it's due. You're right. We're locking in with Dutch.
3: <laughs> and I said uh Italy.
0: Jeff, you talked yourself
3: out of the right answer.
0: It was Portugal. Oh. They colonized Zanzibar in
4: 1503. Zanzibar. That's, That's where fun Freddie Mercury too. was born. Mhm. It's the only thing I know about it. <laughs> and now I know that the Portuguese colonized it in the...
0: I didn't take note of how, how long they held that colony, but that was the first one.
4: All right. That makes sense. It was probably um, following like the Marco Polo stuff, trying to get to India, because Zanzibar is on the East Coast, gotcha. of Africa. So. Okay. They were so close.
0: Question number nine. Speaking of Portugal, the Portuguese water dog breed gained notoriety when it became which president's first dog? Lacton. Ooh.
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just say this is Nixon's dog.
4: Uh you're talking about checkers? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately this is the hypoallergenic Bo Obama. Mm, I oh. One team getting
3: points there,
0: it was President Obama. I'll have to that
3: up. Dog yeah as you guys know, dog breeds here. <laughs> not your thing. Not my strong suit.
0: Yeah I'm nothing if not a Panderer, so Number 10. Speaking of famous people tied to Chicago. What is the name of the fictional town where most of John Hughes's movies were set? Supposedly a suburb of Chicago. Hmm.
4: I always forget this because I'm like Neil will remember. I don't have to worry about this. Yeah. And now Neil's not here. And he doesn't know the question, and it's gonna bother him. It won't.
2: I think
3: I'm locked in here.
2: I think it's like it's it's Modeled after Evanston, I it, believe.
4: I was thinking it was like Glencoe. Yeah, but Neil, a, a Neil a didn't hear Madder the question,
3: and he wrote uh, what he thought the answer was to me, and he is correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is irritating.
4: Um,
3: or I shouldn't say it's correct. It's the same as what I wrote. No, uh, oh, that's not which good. is uh, which builds confidence. Mm-hmm. It's
2: like we say, like you know, I'm thinking like Hoffman, but now I'm thinking that's just because of Hoffman
4: Estates, which is right. a real suburb. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to hear it. I'm going to kick myself. Yeah.
2: That's fine. We'll say Berwin. Berwyn. <laughs> yeah. I
3: said uh, Shermer.
0: Yeah, I first heard it in uh, Dogma when Jay and Silent Bob were trying to get to Shermer, Illinois. Oof.
3: That round killed yeah, that was That was tough. But it looks like uh, you guys are still in the lead. The Mozzarella Stick Avengers, 100 points. I'm uh, hanging in there with 60 points. I, I got two right in that round, so
4: as did we. Yeah, it was Yikes.
3: tough. It was tough. I
4: wonder, twin powers combined for not much. <laughs> let's, no. let's
3: make some big bets in the final round here and see what happens. So we always do and lose, but that's okay.
0: All right. So the final round. I will give you the categories. You can lock in your wagers. First category: dogs. Second category: Scarface third category Superman fourth category old French cathedrals and the fifth category is North America
3: all right and after some deliberation the wagers are now locked in let's uh, let's get those final round questions
0: so you guys may get mad at me for how these questions are you know the categories were picked but uh, you'll see the theme once you start getting the answers correct so Question number one in dogs. How many times does Ubu bark in the little production company sequence, af- sequence after Simpsons episodes? Sit,
4: Ubu. Sit.
0: And then how many times does he bark? Question number two. Scarface. What's the name of the film where Al Pacino recruits Matthew McConaughey to consult for his sports betting racket? Question three. In Superman, which one-hit wonder sang the 1990s song, Kryptonite? Question number four. Old French cathedrals. What is the apocalyptic name given to the backfield of the 1924 Notre Dame football team? And question number five. Which minor holiday celebrates Mexico's defeat of France in the Franco-Mexican War in in 1862?
2: You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies and television with news, previews and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch.
1: So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got The Cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. (laughs) The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures.
3: Okay. And now, while we uh, deliberate our answers, I believe Matt has a, a new review he wanted to read for us.
2: Yeah, I love whenever we get new reviews. Uh, we got one in from our friend Easy E95, who says, uh, "Solid group of lads. Love the show. Great pace, humor, and questions." Thank you, Easy E. Thank you. Yeah, it's not every day you get to thank Easy for nice things he says about you.
3: No, he's not saying much these days. Ooh,
2: sad. <laughs> uh, but who is saying something nice about us is our friend Carmela from Trivial Warfare. Uh, she said uh, Doing a trivia podcast isn't easy It's not easy to constantly write new questions And to coordinate people and produce a show Triviality does it well Four of the nicest guys have ever had the pleasure of meeting And they put on an entertaining show Give it a try, you won't regret it Thank
3: you I feel yeah.
4: much more uplifted
3: by these recent reviews Yes, yeah. instead of pretty boring
2: Yeah.
4: Although I'm working harder every day right? so.
2: I'm true. being less boring Yeah, that's a tough one It's yeah, really well, tough
3: Well, thank you, Carmela, as a fellow podcaster We really appreciate it And uh, I'm not sure, we just recorded an episode with uh, Carmela, I'm not sure if it aired yet or if it will shortly air, but uh, it was a blast having you on the show as well, so thank you. And after some discussion, the answers are locked in here.
0: All right. so question one in the category of dogs, how many times does Ubu bark in the Little Production Company sequence after Simpsons episodes?
3: I actually uh, guessed zero here, and I bet ten points. We wagered 20 and I think he just barks once.
0: Once is correct. Question number two in the category of Scarface. What's the name of the film where Al Pacino recruits Matthew McConaughey to consult for his sports betting racket?
3: Oh, well, I don't know here, but uh, I've seen a couple Al Pacino movies. Uh, Oh, I have not seen this one. But uh, I said Any Given Sunday.
2: Oh, that's a good one. That's a football movie. That's a football movie, yeah. Uh, I was thinking maybe it's Jack and Jill. It's not. uh, Another classic Pacino. Uh, No, uh, I can't think of anything. So we said Deuces Wild, which is probably a made-up movie. We wager
3: 10. Uh, No, this one is called Two for the Money. Two for the Money. For the record, I wagered 10 points. Al Pacino did not say that, I don't believe, but... uh...
0: And for question number three, in the category of Superman, which one hit wonder sang the 1990s song
3: Kryptonite? Again, with 10 points, I put three doors down.
4: With uh, 10 points and a pretty loud, yeah, we said uh, three doors down. Points all around. It's a song I did. Uh, I did
2: karaoke at yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. Listen.
3: Quote, Matt. I will never do karaoke, (laughs) ever, never, ever, three buckets of beer later. And they weren't weren't just bottles, it was just buckets. It's just three buckets of beer later. (laughs) Vindicated!
0: (laughs) We don't talk about that. Question number four, in the category of Old French Cathedrals, what is the apocalyptic nickname given
3: to the backfield of the 1924 Notre Dame football team? Um, all I know about uh, Notre Dame is uh, the touchdown Jesus back there because of the <laughs> the Blackhawks hockey game that <laughs> was at that field. <laughs> um, I wagered zero points and I put touchdown Jesus. Uh, we
2: unfortunately wagered zero here. I think their fullback was actually Ric Flair. Uh, said that the answer is the Four Horsemen.
0: The Four Horsemen is correct. I had to have one wrestling
2: reference in here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And to close us out, in the category of North America, which minor holiday celebrates uh, Mexico's defeat of France in the Franco-Mexican War in 1862?
3: I wagered uh, another zero on this one. I figure the reason you don't give a precise date on your question is because it's Cinco de Mayo. Mm.
2: Yep, we had wagered 15 and maybe a minor holiday there, but here in America, we really celebrated for some reason. Uh, And... We said
4: Cinco de Mayo.
0: And taking on even greater significance in 1984,
3: when I was born, it is
0: Cinco de Mayo.
4: <laughs> I see what you did there.
3: <laughs> yep. Answers, one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Good job. I didn't get it because I only got two of the questions <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> yeah, when we had Three Doors Down, Four Horsemen, and then Cinco de Mayo, we worked our way backward. and That's how I was able to get the dog, because we was initially wrong.
4: That's, yeah, it's a pretty sharp
3: yeah bark and uh after that dreadful uh, final <laughs> round for me i uh, settled at 50 points but today's cream of the crop or should I say cheese of the crop the mozzarella stick avengers you are today's cream of the crop
5: i am the cream yeah the cream of the crop
4: yeah
2: it was a, a good game uh we were not swiss cheese no holes in our game today uh Except for the entire second round,
4: I was uh, like, "I'm looking down at Don't don't look at that.
2: <laughs> just just focus on that end score. Just win, baby, L. Davis, and I, me. I I'm, say it too. Hold
3: on, I'm looking at Neil here. He put his headphones on. He's holding the microphone. It's like he somehow wants to not break his non attendance streak or something. Is that uh, accurate? Wow, Neil, that was controversial. Yeah, that was that was a pretty horrible <laughs> horrible thing to say on the air, but. Uh, I don't know why you would come on and just say that, but uh, for shame, sir. But it was a blast having uh, Byron write that game for us. Thank you so much, and thank you for being a Patreon supporter as well. Yeah, it's my pleasure, guys. Any any shout-outs that you want to give?
0: None come to mind. I don't have anything to promote. Just uh, enjoy hearing the podcast every week.
3: Well, again, thank you so much for being on the program. This was a blast uh, for Jeff, Matt, myself, and Sorta Neil today. That was Triviality.
4: I'm gonna use math and logic to try and get close. Yeah, we're talking about the matrix. Nineteen ninety eight, right? That was in the ninety nine? Yeah. Ninety seven so would be seventeen years before. Don't don't get Don't math me. <laughs>